Welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Today, we have a powerful topic with these Quo channelings. Today, we're going to talk about seeking purity. We hear the word pure a lot in spiritual writing. We've talked about it with Neville Goddard when he talks about having a pure heart in the process of seeking God. And sometimes a discussion of this purity helps enlighten some of the very subtle and powerful lessons that come up in our spiritual path. Quo is a collection of advanced, evolved civilizations that communicate telepathically and channel through a group called LL Research. They have recorded these channelings as transcripts for the course of 40 some odd years now, and they are powerfully enlightening and educational for those on the spiritual path. These channelings involve the asking and answering of key fundamental questions that come up in our experience of the world and our relationship to it. We begin with a channeling delivered on December 13th, 2021. Confederation sources speak of the pure seeker, the pure channel, pure desire, pure love and wisdom, and something of the process of purification. What does it mean to be pure? What is the value of being pure in any particular way? And by what means does the seeker purify themselves? I am Quo, and greet each in love and in light this evening. We are with this instrument at this time, and shall be within each instrument as we pass around the circle in our effort to provide an answer to your query this evening. But before we do this, we as always would ask you that simple perennial favor to take the words that we speak through each instrument and use them in any way that is beneficial to you. And the second part of the favor is to leave behind any words that are not useful to you at this time. If you will grant us these favors, as always, then we will feel free to speak our opinions and share with you those thoughts that may hopefully be able to answer your query as to the nature of purity. What is purity? And what value has purity? And when with these two portions spoken to, how then does a seeker become pure? These are the most salient questions, my friends, for as you are seekers of truth, within the veil of the third density illusion, it is a process that you go through in every day of your life as you seek to become pure. By pure, we would say that you are of one quality, and that quality might be described as desire, the will to become able to shed all desires other than seeking the truth. For within your illusion, the truth is oftentimes not easily ascertained. The truth seems to be that which has increasing levels of meaning. As you begin to perceive the lower levels, then you ascend to greater and greater truths, and it is your purity of desire to travel this path of seeking the expanding nature of truth, the truth of the nature of the universe, the truth of your relationship to this universe and of the one infinite creator, the truth of how you may best travel this path as you seek to become pure, pure in desiring only to be able to apprehend this truth, the exercise of your will balanced with faith that such is possible. This type of purity is that which continues to become more and more the only quality of your being as you move forward on your journey of seeking the truth. Thus, the purity as we would describe it is that which contains no dross, no incidental qualities, 
no hindrances to perception. This is the work of the adept, my friends. Such purity is not easily achieved. And yet, as one continues to travel the path of seeking the truth, one continues to purify oneself, and this is a great value of so doing. For as you purify your desires, you are casting a seed within your mind-body-spirit complex, the seed of pure seeking, the seed that when you fertilize it and water it with your attention more and more effectively, grows within you more strongly, more vibrantly, more expansively. This is a noble journey, my friends. There is no more noble journey, my friends. And how then does one accomplish this purification of the self? We would suggest that this is a process that is unique to each seeker of truth. For each of you has an identity that represents a portion of the one infinite creator. This identity or quality, and we would say equality with the one creator, is that journey that you seek that does not travel into distant lands, but that travels within yourself. For this journey is to discover in some fashion unique to yourself how you are the one creator and how you become the one creator. Once again, though this journey continues for many millions of your years as you would measure the densities of light that formed the creation of the one infinite creator, it is a journey that continues to be interiorized no matter the density of your dwelling. This is of the greatest value to any seeker of truth, to be upon this journey in such a conscious fashion that there is no other desire within the seeker other than to do the will of the one infinite creator to become the will of the one infinite creator, to become the one infinite creator. At this time, we shall transfer this contact to the one known as Austin. We are those of Quo. We are Quo. We are now with this instrument. Through this instrument, we would wish to express our gratitude for this instrument and the circle for its increasing fidelity towards the process of tuning and challenging. These rituals performed repeatedly act as a purification process for each individual instrument and the circle itself. And this increasing purity developed by the repeated act of these rituals allows us to join even more closely and express our thoughts in more intricate and meaningful ways. Our gratitude extends also to all those who are aware of our words and take them in with discernment and reflect to us the calling that we are joyed to respond to. This continuing contact offers us a chance to be of service which is our greatest desire, one which we have continued to purify in our own seeking for much of what you call time. As we speak to the uniqueness of each individual's journey of purification, we are welcomed by certain distortions within this instrument that speak to a sensitivity towards the uniqueness of each individual's interpretation of certain spiritual concepts, especially those that we present to you through the instruments within this circle. This instrument is sensitive to what it calls semantics, and we appreciate this sensitivity for it allows us to emphasize that as we speak of concepts such as purity and truth, that these words are meant first and foremost to be catalysts to each individual's inner journey and are not intended to be exact prescriptions or instructions. Though any guidance any seeker may find within these words, we are very happy to accept. This is why we begin each of these sessions with our requests that seekers utilize those words most useful for them for we wish most of all to aid each seeker in that ongoing journey of inner discovery through offering concepts that spark the seeker's interest and inspiration and contemplation more so than we wish to specifically guide seekers in understanding such concepts in specific ways in this particular topic of purity 
We find this disclaimer particularly important for the concept of purity has historically among your peoples been used in ways which have not aided spiritual seekers upon their path. And we find that such a concept has an unusually high chance of becoming a stumbling block, of requiring seekers to perpetuate experience and require further incarnation rather than allowing the seeker to walk the straight and narrow path and come closer to the upward spiraling light that carries the seeker through the journey of densities. When examining how this concept may be misapplied in such a way, one may look to how the concept of purity can be used in terms of self-judgment, of finding that one does not measure to a certain ideal, and thus the self is judged as a failure. And this dynamic has been further exacerbated by religious systems and other spiritual philosophies by necessitating that the seeker who does not match a certain requisite purity then repent and partake in certain activities intended to purify the self. These activities, when undertaken through threat of eternal suffering or through fear of prolonged difficulty in the afterlife, can cause the seeker to distort the concept of purity so that it becomes a drag upon the seeker's journey. This is a difficult concept to communicate, for it seems as though to any sensible seeker within your density that to measure oneself in terms of purity, one must necessarily judge oneself. We may do our best to resolve this seeming paradox by suggesting that this judgment is, as we have spoken, a certain semantical difficulty, for judgment can take the form of simple assessment of the self and understanding the self in comparison to some ideal. But then this comparison can take upon itself a charge of control and harshness towards the self, feelings of failure and the feelings of necessitating self-punishment or types of self-flagellation in order to make up for what is seen as failure. The root of this confusing concept may be seen in how certain systems of religion upon your planet have been influenced by forces known to you as the Orion Empire to take what can be a legitimately positive tool for a positive seeker such as the concept of purity and ideals, and turn it into a confusing concept by introducing a concept of self-control or even control of others so that an individual or a group may believe in their heart of hearts that they are seeking a positive higher path of service and light. And yet, when it comes to assessing the self or others, the measure of purity results in a desire for control and separation of that which one finds unacceptable. This, my friends, is a key that we believe is necessary for each individual to understand how a positive seeker wishing to shine the light of the Creator and service to others may utilize the concept of purity to further their desire. The key to the positive path is acceptance, and the key to the negative path is control. When these two concepts are twisted amongst each other, this creates the distortions that perpetuate the necessity of incarnation and experience. Look within the self and find where those concepts of control, of harsh judgment, of assessing oneself as a failure to meet a certain level of purity, arise and sit with those ideas and those currents within the self and observe them. Notice that they play out in certain energetic patterns that they have been impressed upon you, not just in this lifetime, but in previous lifetimes, and impressed upon your society, so that they have been made present within the self simply by virtue of being present within the society. As you witness these currents, offering them your loving acceptance, they may dissipate, and you may find a softer way to evaluate the self. It is true that you will inevitably fail 
to meet a certain standard of purity again and again and again and again. This is the very purpose of your incarnation for third density presents the opportunity to receive these reflections known to you as failures. But these reflections become most useful when one is able to receive them with patience for the self, with kindness for the self. And as you cultivate this inner patience and this inner kindness, you then cultivate a patience and a kindness that is extended outwards to your fellow other selves. And any judgment or harshness or control that was projected outwards may also be dissipated. As the self becomes loved and accepted by the self, so does the creation about one. This is not an easy task for you to achieve within your reality. For we understand the vast numerous influences that have ingrained themselves within each individual and each seeker upon your planet. But the very act of attempting to find a more loving and more accepting way to view the self and to pursue purity of the self in any capacity is such a meaningful act that it resounds to the infinite depths of your being and the infinite reaches of creation and the creation resounds in joy with each attempt. At this time, we take leave of this instrument and pass this contact to the one known as Trisha. We are Quo, Trisha Channeling. I am Quo and I am now with this instrument. We will begin by stating our gratitude for the efforts and energy this circle creates in their attempts to serve by allowing us to speak through them. This instrument in particular is thankful for the word spoken through the one known as Austin, for this instrument has long storied personal history of a somewhat dysfunctional relationship with the term purity with the idea of purity. As was previously stated, the idea of purity has historically been used to other. We use that term as a verb to other self, from self, to cause separation, to cause rift, to create inner harsh and outer harsh critical judgment for the self and other self. For you see, the way the term purity has been played with on this planet insinuates that purity is a singular position or existence or manifestation, that anything less than perfection is a mark against purity, that anything outside of perhaps what one may see as planned or quote good is a blemish, is something to distance oneself from, is something to hate, is something to judge, something to ignore, is something to bury deep within and try to forget. Dear Seekers, we would like to remind you that at the core, at the center, at the root of all that is yourself, your other self, the environment in which you find yourself, every aspect of this illusion is inherently pure. Pure in the sense that it is perfect and imperfect, which is quite perfect. In this previously mentioned idea of acceptance versus control is so key in terms of relating to the term of purity, the concept of purity, when self can fully and truly see the self as perfectly imperfect, as an extension of the creator, as a piece of this larger puzzle, as an object in this illusion, one can see that one is naturally pure for there is nothing else but purity. That is not to say that there is no room for growth, for there is always room for growth and evolution. But with the knowledge and the gentleness one would afford the most beautiful aspects of creation, for you are just that. You are observing of the patience and the gentleness. View this illusion in which we exist as a masterpiece, be it a painting, a song, or a sculpture. It is as it is, a highly complex, intricate work of many pieces, many brushstrokes, many notes, each of them brought together in this dance to create this perfect whole picture. There are no blemishes. There are no mistakes. The brushstroke that is you, the note that plays when your soul sings, that is pure and important 
and necessary to create the larger whole picture. When one can see oneself with that kind of humble but true love and regard, then one can accept oneself as pure, which then provides avenues for the self to accept one's imperfections, whether they be seen as imperfection in action, imperfection in thought, imperfection in existence in a general sense. Purity in the eyes of this instrument is not something one seeks to be, but is something one realizes one to be, but one remembers one to be. Purity is the fullest expression of the truth of self. Purity is the free flow of love within self and out of self. It is the full realization of every aspect of the Creator as part of self. So to seek one, we correct this instrument. For one to seek purity in the mind of this instrument is to be a self with kind and gentle hands upon the self. Seeing the self as this child learning with each step, striving with each step to be the best version of the self. And by best, we mean what comes naturally, what is at the core of the self. Best does not mean some unattainable goal, just as purity doesn't. We mean simply the freedom of self to be self. Dear seekers, we fear that we might be on repeat with this instrument, but we do want to again express how purity, the pureness of your soul, exists regardless of action. You cannot be anything other than pure. It is merely different facets of purity, different flavors, different hues. How can you not be anything other than pure? Of course, there will be moments when perhaps your actions do not fall in line with who you see yourself to be, or your thoughts, or even the way you see your physical vehicle. The realization that you are learning and can forgive yourself, and learn from the experience, learn to love and accept the self, rather than demonize the self, is perhaps one of the purest manifestations of being. Acceptance is love. Love is key. Radiance of both is key, and expressing that within the self and toward other self, toward circumstance, toward every aspect, as difficult as it may be, is purity in its fullest, most vibrant expression. At this time, we will leave this instrument and transfer the contact to the one known as Gary. We are those of Quo. We are those known to you as the principle of Quo, broadcasting our beam through this instrument to this circle and outwards to any who may come upon our words at a later time. We reflect on this instrument's own human appreciation and admiration for those dear other selves in the circle who have articulated our thoughts, each in their own flavor. He found it a particularly edifying experience. The subject of purity is one that, conscious or not, will come to the attention or mentation or decision-making process or desire-aiming procedures for he or she who seeks to become ever more one with the Creator, ever less a creature wholly identified with and asleep within the illusion, and ever more awakened to the true nature of self that always was and ever will be. What is it, my friends? That question positions the self, so to speak, upon such a spectrum, illusory though it may ultimately be. What is it that makes of the human a transparent vessel, such that as with the clear window pane, the light shining through is visible and not so much, save for glimmers at a certain angle, the window itself. On one end of that spectrum, what is it that binds the entity to a consciousness locked in separation, in the generation without end, often unconsciously of suffering for the self, not infrequently inflicting suffering upon others? Illusory though it may be, that window pane that is the mind-body-spirit complex system becomes covered, shall we say, dirtied or muddied. We would not use these terms to suggest that it is in any way a lessened state or any quality which should be resisted or judged, because that which covers the windowpane is, in this, a metaphor, 
As we spoke at length through the previous instruments, the judgment for the self, the lack of forgiveness for self and others, and the many ways in which one ensnares themselves in the patterns of the illusion, the separation-based fear, the desire to control that which is perceived as threatening to an insecure and fragile illusion of separate identity. When these window panes are obscured by that which is accumulated upon their surface, it is not just the other self or other selves which are not perceiving the Creator's light shining through the self, but it is the self who operates within a darkness, feeling perhaps the symptomology of the pain of darkness and being cut off, yearning for relief, for freedom, peace, connection, and joy, but not understanding that the source of such is, as we have been alluding to tonight, and that is the recognition of the self as the Creator, the gentle and forgiving, loving embrace of the self as it is, as a perfect or imperfect representation of the Creator. In this state, as many of your people know, it within the illusion, the desires become mixed, shall we say. There is or there may arise a multitude of desires. Desire for status, desire for imperviousness to illness, desire for accumulation of wealth, desire to chase constantly the elusive quality of pleasure, desire to run away from that which is painful, and meanwhile at the center of this desire all along has been not so much the desire for status or wealth or prestige, but rather it has been the desire to seek and to become one, to thus discover that core desire which lives within the self, but which has become obscured and hidden or denied and abused is what may be called a process of purification." Through the process to which we continually commend to the seeker of working with one's daily catalyst of seeking the love in the moment and of practicing forgiveness and balance, one's desires can become distilled. Why was it that I was seeking that pleasure? From what basis do I view the attainment of goals? How is it that I am moving forward in my days? These and other questions the seeker may ask the self in order to become increasingly conscious of the mechanisms in operation within the self at all times, and to see what it is perhaps less than true and more true within the self, within a context constantly of seeking to accept and love the self, however seemingly mixed or quote-unquote impure, the desires and the motivations. Through this increasing self-knowledge about that which is in alignment and perhaps less than aligned with the core of being is the seeking that which generates suffering for self or others, and that which does not, that which moves toward control, and that which moves toward love, one can come into increasing understanding of the configuration of self, and that which is blocking the upward and downward love and light of the one creator. And through persistence, one can come to refine these desires, so that that which is not in service to the creator, through the positive polarity or life-affirming, can be healed as it arises from that which is unhealed within the self, and the self can increasingly purify the heart, so that it is unclouded by jealousies, resentments, competitions, complexes of superiority, inferiority, possessions, and so forth. And this unclouded become a center of love and love only, love in total, love without that which would obscure the heart. This instrument is quite dissatisfied with his own channeling, feeling that he is but skimming the surface and stumbling at that. We would close with this instrument in the reaffirmation of the understanding that the self is and has been pure all along. 
That which seems to be other than purity is the material of the illusion which has, shall we say, accumulated around the shell of the self, through the self's own actions and attitudes, and ultimately through the self's belief about who the self is, what it is made of, what its needs are. It is through contact with the truth that exists already within the heart of self, most above all, that the self comes to release the struggle and the tension and the striving in the surrender of the Creator's opinion of the self. We then move to a channeling delivered on April 26, 1997. The question this evening has to do with a phrase from the raw contact which said that the price of each action of a positively oriented nature was in direct proportion to the purity of the action and we would like some information upon this price that we seem to pay with each desire we have to be of service and the situation that it puts us within presents us with challenges difficulties confusions and so forth and these seem to be part of this price we would like to have any information that you could give us to the price that we pay the price and what it is we've bought with this price we are those of the principle known to you as quo we greet you with the love and the light of the one infinite creator in whose name we come to serve it is such a pleasure and privilege to spend this time with you to enjoy the blending of your vibrations and the beauty that lies about your domicile and we thank you from the bottom of our collective hearts for this privilege it is a true service to us for it allows us to be of service as we hope to and this is a precious thing to us so we thank this instrument and indeed all of those who comprise this circle of seeking for as we have said before each of you has made sacrifices in order to be sitting in this circle at this time and as this is your requested topic of the evening we shall share some of our thoughts always with the understanding that each of you shall exercise your full discriminatory dominion over your own truth and your own way for within your heart lies that awareness that is absolute of that which is yours and when those gems of truth come to you you shall hear them or see them and recognize them as if remembering them if truth does not fall upon your mind in a grateful way allow it to pass and do not be concerned that there might be a point that you have missed because each seeker has those triggers for transformation that are subjective and unique to that one seeker and so each will react in a way unlike any other we may say the same thing any number of times, and each time there is a novelty in the approach that cannot be gotten at in any of the preceding ways of stating that simple truth, which in fact we do come to offer, and that is that all there is is love, and all that is manifest is love, quantized and rotated and turned into light. Each of you is a starry messenger that has become tangled in flesh. There is that portion of yourself that is eternal and infinite, that eternal and infinite being is steeped in unknowing truly a mystery of mysteries each entity is as deep a mystery as the mystery of the creator for each truly is one face of the creator and in each manifested illusion each entity is the face of the creator and each face shall be unique but to all these sparks of love sent forth upon the winds of free will there is given the knowledge of home and the desire to be moving in the direction that home lies in the portion of the spirit's journey through the present octave this is third density the crux or focus of the learning that is offered in third density is the choice the archetypical image of a young man stepping off into thin air no suggestion of a bridge no suggestion of another source but simply the walking off of a cliff in perfect faith as each entity awakens to her spiritual identity that which has awakened is in part that fool 
and that which lies before that entity is a step into midair. And once that step has been made and the air has seemed to solidify about the new vantage point, a cliff will appear once more, and the fool must needs to step over that one as well, and the next, and the next. And each time that this occurs, the seeker, that fool, has recomprised the choice. To define this choice is a deceptively simple thing, for the choice is that either or of morality and ethics that seems straightforward. We have called it service to self as opposed to service to others negative as opposed to positive, following the way of attraction and control over others as opposed to following the way of radiation and the releasing to all others of that which flows through. The creation of third density gives evidence again and again and again as one observes the natural world about one that this is a world of duality, of light and dark, heat and cold, and so forth, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, repeatedly, the nature of this experience of incarnation causes entities to see their dilemmas in terms of clear-cut choices. When things do not seem so clear, and the choice likewise is unclear, the person tuned to hear the ethical either-or is in a quandary and often in the midst of change. A seeker shall have to simply wait with patience that is difficult to come by. Simply wait until all the ripples have quieted and the horizon can once again be seen. And in those times, there is no choice except the choice to trust. To trust in what? This is a subjective thing, but to trust certainly, this is the recommended action. For indeed, to deal with concern by moving the mind in ceaseless circles is a wearying thing. Trusting, upon the other hand, is a release that can be seen to be helpful. You have asked about the price of choices made by those who wish to serve others, and who have said that the one known as Ra suggested that the more purity with which the choice is made, the steeper the price will be. If you can enter into the deeper portions of your own mind, perhaps you may see the heart as a dark room full of shadows, and yet containing the Most High, the Infinite One. In that darkness nothing can be discerned, and yet this is where the learning comes, and that which is taught one in those deep private moments has a tendency to spring forth. Once the seeker has gone out into the daylight world again and joins that dance, of manifestation that you experience as you live within incarnation, within that deep and dark heart, within that holy of holies, the portion of you which is beyond space and time, dwells perfect, complete, ineffably whole, it is as the buried treasure. If one attempts to take the self that has not realized the nature of its heart, the holiness of its center, and asks it to make a choice, the entity may make a positive choice, but this entity is making a choice that has no depth of root. A little wind can blow it over, a newer idea can take its place, and so the entity that has not gone down deep living into the heart may skate happily across the pond of life, skittering along the meniscus, happy as a dragonfly in the summer sun, and like the ephemerid, it shall pass, and it shall not pay a price, for it has not bought very much. To the one who has begun to discover the utter and intense purity at the heart of self, a choice that is made is made not simply upon the surface, but in profound depth, and to the extent that the purity of the heart has been penetrated in the making of a choice, this action in the metaphysical world is as that which turns to the bright light. When entities consciously choose the service to others option in a difficult situation because of pure awareness of the purity of self within the heart, this takes the clay of flesh and shaves it aside until the light begins to shine through. The more deeply the entity knows his own heart, 
the more pure that choice can be made. And in the world of time-space, this movement of light is an energy flow that automatically triggers the attention of what this instrument has often called the loyal opposition. For there are those forces within dualism of third, fourth, and fifth densities that appeal to entities who wish to take the path of service to self. And they hunger for the light, that they may use that light for their own purposes. Attracted by this light, entities move looking interestedly to see what they might see. Where is this light coming from? What is this entity's weak points? How can we put this light out? There is a very wide range within which entities can experience imbalance. Indeed, we encourage seekers not so much to work upon the energy centers one at a time as to become the entity that knows its instrument and in a state of balance allows the energy to flow freely through that instrument making those intonations and notes that naturally flow from the rhythmic intersection of the self and the moment. To an entity of negative polarity, such activity is irresistible, and once attention is drawn, the natural course shall be that each weak point or imbalance within that energy web of self shall be offered, and this, in a very real sense, a service, for at each point of testing, the seeker being tested has the opportunity to see the test, to see through the test, and to see that attack and defense is not necessary, but rather that these times are the times to trust and have faith in the self and in the perceived light. Indeed, the greater purity of desire, the more numerous and the more telling shall be the challenges to that positive choice in a state of balance. What the natural resistance of negative thought in essence wishes to do is move entities who are radiating light off balance, so they become less than transparent, so that they become fearful and defensive and ruled by impurity of considerations that are based upon fear. And yet we say to you, once you are able to touch the purity within that deep, dark heart, once that light within has been perceived for but a split second, never again can the seeker truly say that she does not have faith, for she has touched the heart of the Creator. And this is a knowledge that none can remove from the seeker, who once claims it. We encourage each of you to seek within the self for that heart to look for, and to bless the purity within that has values and ideals that are completely impractical and unearthly. We encourage each to dream the highest dreams, love the deepest beauty, and know the deepest truth, and embrace the deepest and most authentic passion. And if that purity calls forth testing and trial, we hope that each shall be able to know that the fire that burns does not burn away the heart of self, but only the dross of flesh. Fear not that fire. And if that which is called the ego by your peoples loses a bit of a chip here and there, is that any great loss? For that which replaces that small self, though far more impersonal, is that which marries peace and ecstasy, quietude and joy. May you each go forth rejoicing. This instrument kindly informs us that we are asked to shut up now, which we shall do, sparing each the traditional question and answer session in the interest of this instrument's failing energy. We thank this instrument and this circle for bringing us to you this evening, and you to us as well, and we leave you all that there is the love and the light of the one infinite creator. We are those who quote, Adonai, Adonai. So these two channelings I found to be very resonant and harmonious. The idea is that with the law of one, the purity of your action and intention when you're making your choices affects your spiritual path. And this purity 
is in the choices that you make. But when you evaluate yourself and the purity of your own light, it is always pure. You're simply discovering this purity within you because within you is the purest of the pure, the creator. But you are learning the purity of this self and the smaller self, the ego, has all these impurities. And if you take action with the ego and smaller self, you are learning lessons of catalysts through the actions that you take. You will see the result in the purity of your action. But in seeking out this purity, we tune in to the purity of love, of wisdom, of power, and of light within us. And that purity is the reflection of the true creator that is within us. You are a pure being of light within. And if you can discover this, then all things will flow from you. And as you make your choices in the world, don't consider it from the ego, consider it from that pure self. And great and wonderful things will begin to resonate and reflect around you. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. Check out my art. You can find it at www.newearth.art. And welcome to The Reality Revolution.